0: Yeah, I mean, of course I've heard of Jonah and the Whale, but not like not like I know the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, Jared by far has the most sincere pumpkin patch that I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar with Genesis 30 either, that spotted speckled striped goats.
0: Sounds great, though. Oh, that's in the bottom. Yeah, I'm not familiar with any of the things in the bottom. They're all wacky.
2: Well, the talking snake.
0: Yeah, oh, right. That I knew.
2: Is that the one Adam and Eve talking snake?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. just the devil taking a different form. Okay. Wait, that's not about the Jungle Book? What the fuck?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to the eleventh episode of the Profane Arguments Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are Hi I'm Karen.
1: I'm Jared. This is Ian.
3: And this week we are going to start off with a question as to what are the craziest Christian beliefs that people believe in currently and why are they, you know, why are they the craziest? And we've got a we've got quite a list to go through. We are going to start with transubstantiation, which is the belief that during the Eucharist, when you are given a cracker and wine, or a piece of of bread and wine, certain Latin words said over said objects can actually transform them into the body and blood of Christ. The belief that men have one less rib than women, due to Adam giving up a rib in order for God to create Eve. (laughs) The firmament which is a magical barrier between the realm of Earth and the sky. In the Old Testament, is described that the stars and sun and moon are all part-mounted in the firmament. Uh, next, we have that dinosaurs and humans live together, and we are combining that with the young Earthers. People believe that the Earth is 6,000 years old. Next, we have the rapture slash the second coming, that people believe that that is going to happen. We have the, uh, people belief in God renders them immune to poison, including being able to handle snakes and drink poison, according to, uh, what Jesus said. Then we have a few stories, uh, one of the Great Flood, Daniel and the Lion's Den, and the story of Jonah and the Whale. So, we've got quite a list to conquer. You're right. And I think we need to clear up some of them. I'm, fairly familiar with with all of them where would you like to start
0: do you want to start at the top and work our way down since the uh, all the stories are kind of grouped together
3: hmm. sure sure so transubstantiation right this is mainly a catholic belief now i was like i told you before i was brought up in uh, the friends church the quaker religion we did have communion There were no specific Latin words that were said. It was just a uh, quote of the Bible saying, this is my body, and then this is my blood. But most Protestants, including the French Church, don't actually believe that there is a transmutation. They think that they are eating unleavened bread and and drinking, well, in our case, grape juice, (laughs) because alcohol was forbidden.
2: That's really taking it another step. Better better
3: safe than (laughs) sorry. (laughs) But I believe that uh, all Catholics and maybe even Lutherans, I'm not too familiar with the Lutheran Church, actually believe that the substances change, molecularly change, even though they, they believe that it can't be tested. It would still be tested as, uh, as bread and, and wine.
2: Yeah, I think Lutherans do, I mean, basically the only difference between Lutherans and Catholics is um, no pope. And they, they started <laughs> with the whole, you can't buy yourself out of sin. So other than that, there there's a lot of similarities.
3: Right. So uh, the second one that men have one less or or actually one fewer rib uh-huh. than women.
2: This one always puzzled At me personally because, I mean, what it, was it just, you know, the rib on the left-hand side or was it one rib all the way around?
3: Now, I actually had experience with this in growing up. I don't remember where I got that idea from, hmm. but I do remember early on in biology reading, you know, a textbook and going, oh, that's – that's just not the case. So I don't know where I was informed of that, but I know it had to have been from the church. Oh, yeah. Or misin- misinformed of that. <laughs> but that I think that is something that is still being taught by people, uh, whether it is an official teaching or not.
2: Yeah, when I I found this one, if you Google it, people are having conversations about it and are you know expressing surprise that men have the same number of ribs as women. So, <laughs> Oh,
0: God. Uh, well, well, you know. People don't think. Yeah, basic anatomy and physiology is hard. Yeah, those level those level one hundred courses that they taught were tough.
3: <laughs> I was in advanced biology in my in my high school. In my uh, throughout, I did the advanced classes. If I hadn't been in those classes, I don't know if I would still think that that was true. I don't know. It's kind of scary. I might be one of those people.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, if you don't know, you don't know. I think there was. Something last month I just discovered is like, are you fucking kidding me? I've believed that for 41 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in light of having the evidence in front of me, I'm like, okay, I was wrong. And then I hmm. move on. <laughs> Where in some of the cases not so well.
2: Well, it's one of those things that you could believe that, you know, men have fewer ribs for whatever reason. And it has to be they have to be even though. So it have to be, you know, one rib all the way around that was different and this is just an explanation as to why so i could see how you could kind of talk yourself into it being possible but having you know having just one singular rib missing that's retarded obviously
3: <laughs> now attached attached to this would have to be the idea that the adam and eve story is a historical story not just a metaphysical Story That was made up by the church to, to, you know, tell the I mean that you would have to believe that that is the actual creation of, of mankind. And I mean, even the, the Catholic Church doesn't actually follow that still.
0: Right. I guess I'm most disappointed in the fact that it's it, the story and the claim are both 100 percent right. false. I would have been cool with it if they had been like, well, you know, if it had been a well-known biological fact that men have one fewer rib. Than women and they'd be like do you know why well boom my religion I'd be like oh that's clever good thinking and then, but it's not even true
3: <laughs> and it turns out we can actually count those you know we can <laughs> we can count that high now <laughs> uh. All right, let's move on to the Firmament. Does everybody understand the Firmament now? Is, are there any questions about so the Firmament?
1: all the celestial bodies are in this barrier between Earth and Heaven? Is that what it is?
3: Yes. Yeah, basically. And at one point, the Firmament was protecting us from the waters that were in the Heaven. And that is actually the waters that caused the Great Flood. So the Firmament is really kind of tied into the whole Great Flood story.
2: Mm. And the Earth... Since it's a flat Earth, floats on the water, so the water is above us and below us, and the okay. firmament and and the Earth keep us in this safe safe little cocoon.
0: Oh, yeah. what I don't, yeah, go ahead. I just don't understand the purpose of this. This seems odd.
3: Well, it mainly was because at the time people believed the Earth was flat, and they were trying to figure out you know what was going on in the sky. Mm. I'm wondering if this is a current belief in any way
2: i gotta think not a lot of people
1: well how big is it supposed to be like once you've like you know we've have space travel and satellites Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like are they just like, okay, well, that's all It's still in the firmament?
2: You could make the argument that the universe, the edge of the universe, is the firmament. So how right. far do you want to take it? And that is what um, the Catholics do best, is is absorb other people's traditions and knowledge and say, oh, well, that's what we meant. So, sure, the firmament is now the edge of the universe, even though the universe doesn't have an edge, which still breaks my brain. So,
3: <laughs> How about we go on to the dinosaurs and humans live together slash young earthers? I don't think mm. you can believe that the dinosaurs and the humans live together without thinking that they... The Earth is 6,000 years old. That's kind of the, – the Earth being 6,000 years old is kind of the requirement in order for the other belief, right? I mean, that's the whole reason they believe the dinosaurs and humans live together,
0: correct? Right. Sure. Well, yeah, because it was getting too hard to you know just disprove the existence of dinosaurs at this point. So I guess now they're living alongside one another. And is that what we did? We just – we took all the Adam and Eves, then we added up all the bagats – Went backwards in time and came up with roughly 6,000?
2: Yeah, I think yes, basically. And they say roughly. They're not exactly sure. It could be, you know, Mm 8,000.
0: I can't argue with that logic. (laughs) Boom,
1: done. (laughs) But now when they say dinosaurs and humans live together, are they actually, like, saying, like, dinosaurs were just this animal? Well, I mean, we know that dinosaurs were actually animals, but (laughs) not some kind of, like, mythical? Because I had a friend one time who I was having this discussion with who I found out was very, very religious, and I was like, dude, how do you, like, justify dinosaurs and shit like that. And he goes, oh, dinosaurs were behemoths from the Bible. And he was okay with that answer.
3: Yes, I think that's the exact same answer. I've heard the the same people say that the behemoth was referencing dinosaurs and that humans were there at the same time. Okay. Like, the dinosaurs were just off into the wilderness a little ways. Uh, not really a Flintstones kind of scenario. Right?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. That would be awesome. Uh, that, would
0: that, would, been, that would be so good if that were what it was. But I, I agree. I think they were existing. and uh, the, see Now, the behemoth thing makes me sad and frustrated because we also know that there is a variety of sizes and species of dinosaurs. So, surely behemoth could not be mentioning those little ones that... Spit goo on your face if you're trying to escape the island. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what was it, Creation Land or whatever the, that that theme park is? They actually oh, have right. pictures or you know pictograms or dioramas, whatever, of humans riding dinosaurs there. <laughs> so yes,
1: yeah. Now we're getting Flintstone-y. I oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah, that place is definitely like the Flintstones.
3: <laughs> is that the Ken Ham place? Yeah, yeah the creation like uh,
1: the Creation Museum or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have, like, big mechanized, like, dinosaurs and stuff like that with humans on top of them and shit.
2: I mean, yeah, it's everybody's da- special spin on their theory. The next we have Rapture's second
3: coming. Anybody have any questions about that? I mean, that's pretty pretty straightforward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we lost you. <laughs> Sorry, it was so funny. Like, like, you were, like, ready for that one. You're like, don't you dare ask me questions about this or you guys are <laughs> off the show.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, if you have questions, I'd be willing to, you know, go no. into them.
0: No, that, this one's well-known. It's by far, makes a very exciting story.
3: My only
1: question about the rapture is, do we have one coming this year? I know we usually have one, one a year, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> when I, this is one of the ones I came up with. And scarily, what is it, 40% of Americans believe it will happen before 2050.
1: Yeah, I've heard that too, but more as a, in their lifetime, that'll happen in their lifetime.
2: Right, and if you go to the Wikipedia article and look to see all the people that have proclaimed it's going to come in this year, the list goes from 500 A.D., to, yeah, 10 to 2050. It's amazing. And there are 100 of them. People have been saying this is going to happen soon, any minute now, your lifetime, my lifetime.
1: But as far as the Bible goes, there's no set date or anything, right? No. It's it's very ambiguous, so we can have one, one a year, and it might not happen, and usually doesn't.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Well, there were signs, so people are always looking for the signs of the second coming. Oh, and I I didn't know that the second coming is actually slightly different from the rapture. It's all part of the same event, chain but they're different things in the chain
3: sure now just to qualify this we had people who thought that the rapture was coming at 54 ce (laughs) Mm. so uh it's nothing new that people think that it's going to be within their lifetime the apostle paul thought it was going to be within his lifetime Mm. and he literally died 70 years into uh our current age so nothing new there no
0: right but however if it does come and you are one of the people hoping to be raptured, and you live in the northeastern Pennsylvania region, and you keep aquatic pets. Know that they will be well cared for by this guy. Mm.
2: <laughs> and we'll take a cat, maybe two. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe.
1: I'm on that's cat that's... patrol,
2: too. <laughs> All right. There are lots of dog people out there. They'll handle the dogs. Now, we know
3: for a fact that there are a lot of people in, the, in this country that believe in the whole handling of snakes. Down in the South, this is still a, com- well, maybe uncommon practice, but it's still a practice. Pentecostals? they too hard to find. Oh, uh, see, this I'm not going to be, I, I don't know. Is that, is that the case?
2: I think it's Pentecostals. Yeah, they they uh, handle snakes, truly believing that it won't harm them. Despite These guys are my favorite. Evidence to the contrary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't we talk about a story where a father got bit, and then the son took over, and then he. they both right. died, and... <laughs>
3: Yep, exactly. I was going to pull up the actual line here. It's Mark 16:18. It's Jesus talking about the people who believe in him in the future. He says that they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So in that same line is is faith healing. It's right right there in the exact same verse.
2: I I do like how Christians will will glom on to one particular line in the Bible that's not repeated at all, but just one particular thing that interests them. And yet all the parts that say where Jesus is talking about caring for the poor and the bankers are evil and all that stuff, which he repeats numerous times through numerous books. Eh, we'll just ignore that. Go Trump!
0: (laughs) Right. And having just heard that line now for the first time, I was like, hmm, I don't know. That sounds like an obvious metaphor. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't think he actually wants you to pick up snakes. Just in the same way that I don't think that St. Patrick drove actual snakes out of Ireland. I think it's a reference to pagans and non-believers. Yeah. (laughs) And I think poison is what they are spouting, not actual poison. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. But, you know, that's just... It's just, it's just one guy's opinion. What, what am I going to do? You know, let's see. All right. What else is on this list, right?
3: <laughs> the Great Flood. So, interestingly enough, the last time I was uh, at my mother's house, she actually referenced Noah and talked about his faith. I think she is still a believer in the Great Flood. I think this is a... Well, she taught Sunday school. Mm. Right. So, she taught this to children throughout you know, many years so I think, you know, it's ground in. Mm. Right. And the the whole lack of logic of it just doesn't. uh So the story is that there was a great flood. God let Noah know. Noah built an ark. He gathered all the animals, except there's a whole lot lot of flaws in, just in that one sentence. Mm-hmm. But he got all the animals, two of each kind, uh, survived for 40 days and 40 nights, landed on the top of a mountain, and then released all the animals to repopulate the earth. That's the general flood story. Right. Unless you're going a little bit further back in time, in which case there's the Gilgamesh flood story, in which Gilgamesh builds an ark (laughs) and survives the floodwaters. That that predates the actual Noah story, but in any case, we're going with the Noah one for now. What about the
1: rock monsters? When he fought the rock monsters?
3: (laughs) Gilgamesh? No. Noah. (laughs) Was that in the... I didn't actually see. Was that the... it was uh, in the
0: movie with uh, Russell Crowe.
3: I, uh, yeah, I never saw that. I couldn't bring myself to actually...
0: I'm so happy that he fought rock monsters.
1: Yeah, he used Noah magic.
3: <laughs> All so, right. Was it as good as the rock monsters in the, uh, The Lord of the Rings? Uh, uh, the Hobbit second movie?
1: oh, uh, the fighting the mountains. mountains. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. I love so the rock'em and
3: sock'em and mountain I love that part. part.
2: But it was pointless. <laughs> there was no reason for it to be there.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> the whole fucking trilogy was pointless.
0: <laughs> and I loved it, <laughs> Yeah, I would have to say that, uh, rock monsters peaked with rock fighters in the never-ending story, and they've never recovered since.
3: <laughs> nice. Um, are, are we good with the flood story? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Daniel in the Lion's Den. There was a lot of questions about Daniel in the Lion's Den. Daniel was a lowly a lowly Jew who got taken well, Israelite, uh, who got taken from his home, like all the other Israelites, when they were conquered by the Babylonians. Daniel was uh, appointed... By Nebuchadnezzar, the king, the Babylonian king, when uh, he was appointed as a as a like a pro- a prophet basically, and at one point after this was several years later, Darius Darius the Mede was now king. And by the way, Darius the Mede, according to actual Persian texts, never existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar did, and did conquer the Israelites. We can confirm that. But Darius the Med was never a king. But in any case, according to the Bible, there were other people, other prophets, other astrologers, stuff like that, magicians that didn't like Daniel because he was well off, but he was this, basically he was a prisoner. He was exiled from his home, and they didn't like him because he was doing way too well in, in the whole kingdom. So they came up with this thing of, hey, Darius, why don't you make it so... That you have to be worshipped for 30 days and only you. Nobody else can worship any other god. They have to worship the king for 30 days. And the king's like, all right, whatever. That's cool. So he writes that down and makes it law. And they do this knowing that Daniel worships a different god. So they then go to Daniel, see him praying, drag him before the king. And the king is, and they say, look, he is worshipping a different a different deity. He's not worshipping you. And Darius is like, ah, crap. I like Daniel, but nope, I wrote that law, so I gotta throw him in the Lion's Den. That was the punishment. They, they throw uh, Daniel in the Lion's Den. They seal the door. And the king is, is distraught. He doesn't like this. He liked Daniel. So he stays at the den. He doesn't leave. And it, it, it he waits all night. And then when it's dawn, he opens up the Lion's Den. And Daniel's like, yep, I'm all right. My God sealed their mouths. Everything's okay. And <laughs> that, that's the story mm. that Daniel's faith saves him from being eaten by the lion. Wow. Now, um, that's that's the part that I learned in Sunday school. Upon rereading it, or actually reading it for myself in the Bible, the, what was left out of Sunday school was, at that point, Darius was angry at these people who made him do this, gathered up all of them, all of their wives, all of their children, and threw them in the lion's den, and they did not fe- uh, fare so well. Oh. <laughs> Well, we almost
1: had a happy ending there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And if you're in Sunday school, you do get a happy ending. That's because they stop partway through the story. (laughs) What do wives and and children do? Sheesh. Seems a little harsh. Yep, completely. Actually, I think he tore down their houses as well. Jeez. So that's Daniel in the lion's den. So the people, uh, there's a common belief. And it's a common example of of faith within the church, at least, uh, you know, growing up. People know that you've been told this story, so they reference, well, you have to be like Daniel the lion's den. Keep your faith.
2: Because it'll save you from lions someday. Okay. <laughs> or anything.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know. right. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the last thing we have is Jonah and the whale. This was, uh, Jonah was told by God to go and preach to the people of the city of Nineveh. He didn't want to go, but eventually he was like, all right, fine. And then, But then he decides, I'm going to get on a ship and go the other direction. Like, God isn't watching... I'm just going to go do something else. Of course, God doesn't like this. Throws a storm at the ship. The ship is is tossing in the sea and they're going to go under. They throw all their cargo over the side and they're still going to they're still going down and they're like, "All right, something's causing this. Who's causing this?" And Jonah comes up and is like, "All right, fine. I'm causing this. Throw me overboard." <laughs> And the people are like, no, we don't want to do that because you follow this God that's really powerful. Are you sure? And he's like, yep, I'm pretty sure you should do this. So they throw him overboard and the storm stops and they sail away. But Jonah is swallowed by a, what is called it in the Bible, it's called a large fish. Okay. Now, it doesn't actually say whale, but it says large fish. So sure. he is he is in the fish's stomach for three days. And after three days, he says a prayer and says he's sorry. Now, that is most of a chapter in, <laughs> in uh, the book of Jonah is his prayer. Wow. It's, it's a long, boring read. <laughs> but he prays and he says he's sorry, and the fish spits him up right at Nineveh. And then he goes into Nineveh and tells the people, hey, God says you're doing wrong. You need to, to do otherwise. Everybody in the city apparently immediately apologizes, puts on sackcloth, Which is a big deal because apparently it's itchy. So they're, you know, they're they're penalizing themselves for being bad. Even up to the king, everyone's wearing sackcloth. They're all sorry. Meanwhile, Jonah's been walking around town, going, "Look, in thirty days, my God's going to come and lay your city to waste because of how you're acting." Hmm. But everybody apologizes, so God's like, "All right, I forgive." This makes Jonah mad because he's been saying that God's going to destroy the city, and now God's not going to destroy the city. So Jonah leaves angry, and God teaches him a lesson. So he goes off, off away from the city and he's sitting and God causes a tree to instantly grow behind him and put a shade on him to protect him from the sun. And Jonah's like, all right, that's kind of cool. And then God causes the overnight, God causes the tree to wither and die. And so when the sun comes up, there's no, no protection from the sun. And again, Jonah's mad. <laughs> And then God explains how the tree is a parable for the city, and that he should not
2: be mad. He's not very bright, is he? He didn't learn. No,
0: Jonah sounds like he's <laughs> dumb and a dick. Yeah, he <laughs> sounds like a giant dick.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> Why would you wait three whole days before you start praying? If you think it's going to work, two minutes, you're in. Start praying immediately. <sighs> well, you I, just, I don't, don't know. Think maybe after
3: it? two minutes you you think you know, you're going to be digested, because that's <laughs> what would happen. But Holy I, I don't moly. know. Right. I don't understand the three days. I don't understand. I mean, there's so many things that just don't make sense. How is this? What moral are we learning from this? That's the big question.
1: I vaguely remember seeing a cartoon where he was, like, lighting a fire inside
0: there, like, cooking shit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that Pinocchio?
0: Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Yeah, that happens often when you're swallowed by a giant fish. You can kind of set up camp in there and do your best to survive. Yeah.
3: All right, so of these things, I think first off, I think we're going to hit the firmament. Okay. I don't know that people believe the f- in the firmament.
2: Okay. Sure. So still believing is a requirement. Okay. So yeah, firmament, if there are any, it's few. It,
3: it's a ridiculous belief. I'll give you that. And it's pretty hmm. crazy, but I just don't... I mean, it, and it is part of the, the Great Flood story. It specifically hmm. says of the firm, that God unleashes the waters of the firmament.
2: Okay. Combine it there. What is the craziest then? Well, let's not start there. Okay. Right, what is start the,
3: of these stories, which one do you think is the least craziest? Mm. Oh, boy.
2: The ribs? Because we kind of came up with a, well, if, well, no, it, w- it would be least crazy if men actually had one fewer rib.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if you actually believe that that's scientific fact, then it's not that crazy, you know, that you, that you, I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Th- that's definitely the least craziest on the list.
0: You know, I, again, I'm not sure how to rank them on a crazy scale. It's tough. Like, I think that rapture second coming is pretty low on the crazy scale because it's you know it's such an important part of any religion if you have to go on believing you've already missed out on your chance <laughs> and then there's no reason to adhere to the doctrine then uh man you've you've set up a really shoddy religion that people are going to weasel out of no matter what so yeah you got to go with i like the second coming as as a non-crazy
2: yeah but it's been plus it's sorry Go ahead.
0: Oh, i was just gonna say by by far it's the best read of the bunch I mean, it's got the most action and drama. It's it's really, and you know, many, many, it has spawned many a good story. True. Is it less crazier than The Rib? Well, again, I'm so upset at The Rib because it's just 100% false. Well, they're all if false. The, Let's get it. Right. If <laughs> I'm just saying, if the story had spawned as a false excuse for something that were true, I would have been like, you know, that's, that's, you know, crazy brilliant. But man, that'd be like, Men have one less toe because of <laughs> God creating Eve. And i mean, what? Well,
1: if you're going to take that route, then the flood should be the least craziest because that has some basis, right? That they say that there was some <laughs> kind of flood at some point.
0: Oh, I thought it was the opposite. I thought there had been no geological evidence of a flood.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn. That, I mean, not like a flood that covers the entire planet, but.
3: No. Yeah, right. the a was- Mesopotamian flood, a flood of the local area that affected, at the time, a good portion of civilization. Right.
2: Yeah. I think that's where the basis of the story comes from, is that there was a big flood at one point, and it seemed really, really bad because their world was flooded, but their world was actually a tiny little slice of the planet.
3: But remember, in the flood story, we also have to include putting two of every animal hmm. onto a ship
2: Right. right, but for
3: forty days and forty—that's that adds to the craziness, right?
2: Well, it depends. I mean, but it has you, a basis
1: in history.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, if if you put the animals that you cared about on a boat, so you put your cows and your horses and your sheep and your pigs and your goats. That's all the animals to you. The rabbits, well, maybe you put rabbits because you eat rabbits too. But the things that you don't care about—the insects and the other stuff—that those are not the animals. The animals are the ones that you eat and you care for or do something for you. So I could see extending that parable, too.
1: I think we're split on this one as with the Mm. least craziest. Yeah, we really are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're they're all just so crazy. How about the first one? That one's just gross. Like, beyond (laughs) that, again, it does seem super crazy, though, to believe that there's an actual molecular transformation to human flesh and blood. That's (laughs) creepy.
1: That definitely We don't should even be discussing this one yet, because that's up there. (laughs) Yeah. If we're trying to eliminate
3: something. So, I'm moving that men have fewer ribs, or one fewer rib to the bottom i'm still not convinced about the rapture because there's a whole lot that happens i mean first part of the rapture is that the dead rise and walk the earth again yeah we've got you know (laughs) zombie apocalypse as well as you know christians being just sucked up to heaven like a giant vacuum cleaner yeah i'm not i'm not convinced that that's on the least crazy i mean I no i
0: think it's i think it's low on the crazy scale because it's Again, maybe it's just become such a, such a common narrative in all, like, manner of fiction. That was the same thing, Ned, that you've told me the story of Daniel and the Lion's Den. I'm like, when you said this part is the part I heard at Sunday school, mm-hmm. but here's the part I didn't know, I was really getting close for you to tell me that, uh, well, after that, he comes out of the Lion's Den, you know, hops on his dragon and leads the Dothraki to conquer <laughs> Westeros. Mm. I was like, is that what happens? <laughs> Does he ride Drogon to victory? Good job, Daniel. Way to go, lazy writers.
2: <laughs> I do have an argument for the second coming, though, and that is that it it has been disproved hundreds and hundreds of times, and yet they still believe. Isn't that, you know, Einstein's... Gen- yeah. Insanity? Yes. Believing the same thing yes. over and over again. That's nuts.
3: I mean- All right, so I'm taking off the rib one. Okay. <gasps> Ribs are out. What is... <laughs> So what is the the next least craziest?
2: Well, I, I I'm think, really
3: having a problem here.
2: I think the mm. Daniel, they're all so crazy. Well, Daniel and the Lions den and Jonah and the Whale can just be written off as stories. I think.
1: No, nope. they're just. I, I got to hmm? go with dinosaurs. Yeah, is the, the least. least crazy next to the ribs. Yeah, second from the bottom. Think about that.
2: Oh, but well, you, okay. So you find dinosaur bones all over the place, and you have to think up a reason of what they are, and you don't right. believe carbon dating.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as I mean, because we got some crazy shit on this list. That's not so crazy. I mean, it's it's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's absolutely wrong. But
2: it's true without carbon dating and knowing how old the the, the rocks are that the di- the bones are in. Well, I, yeah, I think that there are other. Like the Chinese believe they were dragons. So it's not so crazy, I suppose, with current scientific knowledge. It's obviously crazy. Yeah, the writing part is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously you can't train a dinosaur. Duh. All
3: right, I don't have an argument. <laughs> Ian, do you have an argument against that?
0: I I don't know. I feel like I feel like the uh you know that would suffer from the same thing that that the rapture slash second coming suffers mm-hmm. from. I mean, it's if something is clearly untrue and people continue to believe it, you know, does that make it less crazy? But well, at le- uh, but, that's but I understand thing. what you're saying. At least at least dinosaurs really did mm-hmm. exist. Humans really do exist. The idea that there was you know an amount of overlap is slightly less crazy than, you know, Jonah and the Whale, I guess.
3: Right. It's just a matter of disregarding, complete disregard of historical knowledge. I mean, right. to th- th- for the whole young earth, 6,000 years, 6,000 years ago is when the Sumerians invented tape. <laughs> tape has been around that long. You can't, I mean, you can't right. think that that was on day two. We know from, <laughs> We know from historic records that beer existed 8,500 years ago. So we can't really go with the idea that the Earth is only 6,000 years old when beer
2: has been around longer. <laughs> it's predated the Earth. Well, so it's yeah. crazy. One of the definitions of crazy is believing in something despite the evidence contrary.
3: Yeah, but see, but that applies to everything. Things.
2: Well, except for <laughs> right. the store. I mean, right. Daniel and the Lion's Den, that's right. probably then <clears> – <throat> I mean, I, the lions weren't hungry. They had, he had already made friends with them ahead of time because he knew this might happen. Eh.
3: Oh, that's probably why they put in the fact that they put the other advisors in afterward to show that they – see, the lions yeah. were hungry. But he- they ate all the but other people. maybe he'd been
2: feeding them on the sly, you know, and made buds with them.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. But you're, you know, you're right. He could the be lion some sort of. For... Yeah. Da- yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Daniel could be like some sort of Jack <laughs> Hanna situation. He went in there. He knew how to behave around these creatures, and uh, you know, through some stroke of luck, he was. You know, managed to make it a night uneaten. Maybe (laughs) Maybe the
1: zookeepers shot the lions before they could get near them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then a big debate started on whether they should have done (laughs) that. All
3: right, we're moving those two stories down. We are going to be left with the transubstantiation, the rapture, uh, the snake handling, and the Great Flood.
0: Uh, I, I would move snake handling down for this reason. I think that reckless behavior in, you know, in the face of common sense... Is so you know common like drink poison. My goodness, we put lead in everything, <laughs> yeah, but it's well known that it's highly toxic. And uh, you know, so to think that because this book says go ahead and give it a try, there's lots of other reasons. I don't know. Again, basing it on what you had, you know, the argument we had made for the dinosaurs, you know. No, I
1: disagree. I disagree. You think
0: drinking poison is the craziest? Oh, I think. It's crazy. Well, first of
1: all, wait a minute. Is Jonah the whale in the four in? fourth from the bottom now correct
0: yeah okay it it did not make the top of the list if i
1: so but we're we're picking one after the after the lions then right right if i had to say then i would probably go the rapture now Mm. because i believe that handling snakes and drinking poison is way fucking
2: crazier than thinking about the
1: second comic
2: well this is does it say really? handling snakes yeah. or handling poisonous snakes? I mean, I know that the, currently the Pentecostals and stuff handle poisonous snakes, but there are lots and lots and lots of snakes that aren't poisonous. Right? Well, uh, here's the so reason...
1: He, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the reason why I say that's crazier than the rapture is because you have evidence in front of you that snakes mm. bite people, they kill them. You know this. The, the rapture, the second coming, that's kind of up in the air. You're like, you know, there's no evidence to say that it's not going to happen according to your mm. religion, so... You know what I'm saying? There's no hard evidence in front of you. So to go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to drink this poison because it's written down in the Bible somewhere as opposed to, yeah, the second coming is going to come. It's in the Bible. Now I just have to sit and wait for it.
0: <laughs> right. Now that is completely contrary to the argument you made about dinosaurs and humans living together.
1: What? Do you, how do you figure?
0: Because you said since it's well known that dinosaurs uh, exist. but uh, but and
1: but, Right. But the, a, a normal person can't prove. I mean, I can't prove to somebody that a dinosaur bone is millions of years old. I just I, I don't have the technology. I don't have the, the smarts to do it. But I could definitely prove that a snake is poisonous, <laughs> and that drinking right. poison
3: will kill you. Let me let me give you a little context on the uh, on the snakes. So this was Jesus rose from the grave. He came back to the eleven apostles. If you remember, one of them betrayed it's him. It's getting so he crazier
1: there. <laughs> <Ian>.
3: <laughs> I know. So he yells at them for their lack of faith because they thought he was dead. So he yells at them for the lack of faith, and he says, after yelling at them, "'Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes in their hands, and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well.'" So, he is giving this as, this is the sign of his true followers, is that they will put their hands on snakes. That's how it's now, I mean, obviously, depending on your translation, it's slightly different. But it doesn't say anything about poisonous snakes.
1: Right. But it does say drink poison.
3: It specifically says drink deadly poison. and Deadly? It will not hurt all right, them.
1: that's it. That's crazier <laughs> than the rapture.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's provable. Easily provable.
0: Ian, can you make an argument? against i'm just having a hard time with you know all of them that aren't again now i can see i'm i'm pro rapture moving down because you know it could be dismissed as complete Mm -hmm. fiction alongside you know the jonah story and the daniel story i mean I, i can't see how poison is necessarily more contrary than dinosaurs i mean the evidence is indisputable about when dinosaurs lived when humans lived well, to suggest otherwise okay. is crazy well,
1: let me give, give you this scenario i'm going to present you with two people right and you have to tell me which one is the fucking craziest and one of them <laughs> says to you well i live a pretty normal life i do everything normal i just happen to believe that dinosaurs and humans live together and the other one says oh i live a normal life except i handle poisonous snakes consistently because my god protects me from them <laughs> right you tell me which guy's crazier
0: so the crazy – so craziness – again, now this is – we are ranking craziness based on the lethality mm. No, of no, things. no. I'm just basing
1: on these two things. If you were to like, Jesus Christ, that dude's really nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> which one's the crazier one? They're all crazy. That's, that's the problem right. we're having.
0: Right. I agree.
1: <laughs> I guess which one do you want to be locked up in a room with?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think either of them will have access to poisonous snakes while locked into this room. <laughs> and one of them's going to keep me safe from the snakes so I'm
2: <laughs> <I> holding him <laughs>
0: right. or he's going to be waving it in your goddamn face
3: <laughs> i'm going to back off one and look at the great flood again mm-hmm. because i think uh, with the, all these arguments i'm going to make the argument that the great flood doesn't compare to any of the three that we have left i think that the great flood started from probably a flood in the local mesopotamian area it uh so it has some basis and the idea, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's no
2: crazier than Jonah and Daniel.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, weird, old-timey stuff to explain celestial goings-on. My only
2: problem with that is that, um, th- the way that it's told currently, I mean, it's two of every animal, large and yeah, small. Yeah,
0: that part does th-
1: throw it off. Yeah. The flood part, yes. The, uh, the arc part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right.
3: Right. And then if you throw in what happens after they land, but. That's- Right now we're just going with the Great <laughs> Flood and the animals and all that. I still think that with all the arguments that I'm hearing about the Rapture and the Poison, when we just barely hit transubstantiation, I think the Flood has to drop out.
0: I agree. Uh, sure. Yeah. I can accept Exceptable.
3: that. <laughs> Karen sounds unhappy, but that's, nobody's going to be happy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh,
0: well, so let, let's take a hard look at transubstantiation, so yeah. that way we'll know if Rapture and Poison drinking and snake handling are fighting for the top spot or if they're just going to get straight up trumped by transubstantiation.
3: Now, this is really a Catholic thing. Right. This is... Oh, I completely forgot one. Alright, we'll cover that in a minute. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to ask if there's any uh, that should have been on here that wasn't. But in any case... Yeah, how does transubstantiation stand up to, say, the rapture? Well, mm. I mean, for the most part, everyone who believes in one is going
2: to believe in the other.
1: I'm saying right. that's crazier than the rapture.
2: Well, they believe that the, the bread and the wine is changed into both the body and the blood of Christ, and what is it, even in small fragments, even in a single drop, all while keeping the same outward appearance. Correct. So, yeah,
0: if you the, honestly uh, now, believe that, you're nuts. What's it? What's, <laughs> it, what's it? What's it? Purpose? Like, do they do they genuinely believe that the only way to you know absorb the love and the the kindness and the grace of their god is to physically consume him? That's fucking crazy. This has got all the best stuff,
1: man. It's got molecular transformation. It's got cannibalism. It's got it all. Oh
0: my goodness! (laughs) It's got vampirism. This is this works on so many levels. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you eat your savior? (laughs) <laughs> so i have to say if you put that up
1: against the rapture rapture is goes down the list now when you put that up against snakes i'm having a hard time we're gonna have to fight this one out
2: <laughs> all right let's we can throw a a volume of people into this mix if you like because transubstantiation is believed by millions and millions of people whereas snake handling is yeah, mm, right. in the hundreds of thousands maybe you're right
0: I am willing to let rapture drop if for no other reason than, you know, if we're not looking at every detail of the biblical rapture slash second coming. Yeah, you know, the end of civilization is very plausible. You know, is it going to be zombie apocalypse and raining fire and horsemen and plagues? No, probably not. Sure.
3: And it's not that crazy for if you're going to have a religion, if you're going to come up with the answers for everything— that you would have an answer for this, that you would have – and it would be a good answer for the people that follow you, right? Right. So the thing I, as far as craziness goes, I, I can see it – yeah. The
2: thing that I don't like about it, though, is that the, the rapture and the second coming give 40% of the people in the United States an excuse for not being good human beings. They allow things like pollution and they allow things like you know climate change to ravage the, the countryside because it doesn't matter – the, the second coming, it's, you know, only a few years down the road, so we don't have to worry about that. That's the thing I hate about it. And I don't know how that, you know, works into our questionnaire, but uh, that part makes me nuts.
1: Well, yeah. listen, if the list were di- – my my my, my uh, list would be different if it was things we hated the most.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, snake handling and drinking poison, you're only hurting yourself and maybe your kids.
1: Oh, you kidding me? The snake handling, I love it. It would be at the bottom of the list. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm moving. It sounds like I'm moving the rapture second coming out of the uh, out of the equation. Yeah. So we right. are left with everything about consuming the transubstantiation and the drink, poison, and handle snakes. Oh, God, this is tough.
0: Yeah, really. But I, I
2: kind of like Ian's summary, I, though. Where the, the transubstantiation covers all the bases of crazy. You're eating your savior, literally. This is what you believe. And why do you do this?
0: I don't know. I just don't know, like. Well, they do it because they're
1: told to do it.
2: What's there's got to be a. Th-
1: we, I don't know the re- I don't know the reasoning why they're being told yeah. to do it, but that's if we're thinking about what the people who actually believe this, they probably don't know themselves. No, they
2: probably don't.
0: <laughs> right, right, and I think that's super crazy. Like the other one, clearly, incredibly hmm. reckless. But if someone tells me my faith is my shield, I'm like, okay, there you go. You're wrong, hmm. but at least that's uh, at least it's a point I can understand. An attempt to explain transubstantiation to me, that that's like trying to talk to me about time travel. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, I'm angry thinking about it. Drinking poison, deadly poison. See, that's the part. Man, why would you do that? But that's- right,
1: but what is the crazier thing to do? You I mean, is it crazier to, think- to eat a wafer and drink wine thinking it's the blood and body of your savior? Or is it crazier so. to handle a fucking rattlesnake and say that my fictional god will protect me? Even though I
0: think, I think A.
2: I ha-
1: really, oh man, I'm going yeah. with B. I think I got to go
2: with B. I have another volume argument, and that is that there are very few people that actually handle snakes. It's usually the preacher in a Pentecostal church, whereas uh, transubstantiation, every person who is free of sin at the moment goes up and does this every Sunday, everywhere.
1: All right, well, if we're going by sheer number, <laughs> then well, I got it, then I have to defer. But I
2: still think is that-, that is it every week? It's every week, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Communion is in the every church.
3: Week. I, in the Friends Church, it was not. Mm. It was only done if somebody approached the uh, the pastor or the elders and asked for it to be done after the, the normal service. Or if – I think it was like if the pastor felt like it. Mm. It was like twice a year. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
3: The Friends Church is very – like I said, it's a, liberal, it's a liberal organization. So a lot of right. – the community has input, right? So if someone feels that there should be a communion – then that's what—that's when it happens. Mm. So
1: yeah, when I was being babysat by various people who would drag me to church with them on the weekends, they definitely did this every Sunday because I was jealous because I never got to go up and do it because I was like, I want to taste that and I want to drink that, but I wasn't allowed to.
2: <laughs> no, you have to be—you have to have gone to confession. and You have to be free of sin when you do.
1: No, it. you also have to not be a Jew
2: <laughs> and not right. be a Jew.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. No, I think that all factors in. So here's here's another thought that I'm having, because I feel like I'm I'm uh, one problem that I'm having with this is that we're focusing on the just the poison, the deadly poison and the snake handling. And we'd already established that they're not necessarily poisonous snakes. And there are a lot of other things in Jesus's little rant to his apostles. all Essentially, I think what the statement boils down to is you will recognize my believers, my true believers, because they'll be able to do miraculous things. That does not. While it is not for me, that does not seem that crazy.
1: Well, I'm looking at it more as the person who actually believes that they're being protected. But I'm, like I said, I'm willing to defer on sheer numbers. But actually, while we were talking about this, why is faith healing not in this? Or is faith healing? under It is.
0: It's in this sentence. Yes. That's part of what we're leaving off this drink poison list. He, can, you can touch, lay hands, oh, and heal forget people.
1: it. Then I'm sorry, poison's back on is number one <laughs> in my list. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, There, there is an equal number of good things you can do by believing in Jesus as as far as being immune from harm, from bad things.
3: Like lions.
0: <laughs> right, well, lions, and that, <laughs> see, that dropped way down.
3: Yeah, it did. So the one thing that I would point out in addition with the transubstantiation is it is mentioned in 1 Corinthians, which is a letter that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian churches, was that whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. So it was not just a, here, this will make you closer to your deity, but Mm -hmm. it's also a
0: test. A way to weed out. Mm.
3: Exactly. Because he said that if you go up there and you're in an unworthy manner, that the Lord will, you know, that that is a sin in and of itself and the Lord will cast you out so it was also it was not just a be closer, but it was a you better know what you're doing or this will be bad for you. Which, by the way, I will tell you, fucked me up as a kid. Mm-hmm. Because like I, I think I told in one of our early podcasts, I when I took communion, it was supposed to be this big deal, my first communion, and I felt nothing. So this this line of if you approach in an unworthy manner you're going to be cast out. That
2: scared to live in hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think it's actually more sinister than that, though, because all of the other people in the church watch you while you go up there. And if you don't go up there, they can pass judgment on you. Well, that is
3: true generally not in my specific case. We, sure. we went up as a group of children nah. uh, and, and it wasn't in front of the whole church.
2: Yeah, I'm Catholics not- are a lot worse. Than- <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just talking in the, in the general about Catholics. Yeah. I, right. People notice who is not in a state of grace. Because they don't go up, so I think it's, yeah. a, it's a control mechanism as well. That's very true, but I don't think that makes it any crazier. No, agreed. This is well, I think one.
3: it's
0: super crazy. Yeah, because I, I feel like I feel that the the Mark sixteen eighteen you know falls under you know similar headings as some of the stories that got dismissed, like Daniel and like Jonah. If you believe in me, I will protect you. If you don't believe in me, I will sink your boat in a flood or in a, in a giant storm. <laughs> yeah, except right. if that you don't. Those
1: are singular stories of someone who did that, and this is something that people actually do to this
3: day.
0: Right. Well, and then not all components of this. I don't know any church that drinks a big bottle of cyanide at the beginning of every service.
3: <laughs> not for very
1: long. <laughs> right, you know. But we know of people are <laughs> right. handling snakes, and we definitely know that there's faith healers out there or, or people who yes. believe in it. Right. And if and to me, if your kid is sick and you're gonna go, all right, well, let's pray on it. Let's pray that cancer away. You're fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: That's true. Listen, hmm. they're both. I'm torn. I've been back and forth on this a few times already, but now that I remembered that faith healing was part of this, I have to say that's number one for me. I could be voted down. There's four of us
3: <laughs> I, I I have to I have to say that I agree with you I kind of unfortunately but I'm kind of leaning toward that too um I really want transubstantiation up there but at the same time yeah it is it, it's more impacting at this point I think I, I don't know how many Catholics actually believe in transubstantiation and are not just I'm going to show my faith by going and eating this cracker sure I know and or or even if they believe it it's to the point of wow I feel. Blessed now that I've done that,
2: mm. and I actually have another argument supporting the uh, drink drinking poison, and in that transubstantiation is it's harmless; it does you no harm. It's right. a cracker and some wine or grape juice in some cases. It is if you don't believe, doesn't matter. If you don't believe and you drink poison, oh, that matters a lot. Actually, if you believe when you drink poison, it matters, you you drink poison <laughs> it
0: matters a lot. If you do believe and drink poison, it matters a lot. the fact that transubstantiation has you know no merit, no purpose. No understanding. And they, it's like it is at the top of the Catholic to-do list. Yeah. Well, I think. Like, how does something so bizarre become so important?
2: Right. Huh. We, we could. Al- I
0: think that is super crazy.
2: We could always throw this to the uh, the audience. Join our diastole. Oh. <laughs> I like that idea.
0: Let them figure it out. <laughs> We're clearly deadlocked.
2: I think we are. Well, we haven't actually voted, but I actually don't know which we had to vote at the moment. Yeah, well, I don't know. I didn't expect to reach uh, such
3: a stalemate. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's make it official.
1: Let's uh, go down sure. the line and see who's voting for what as the All number right. one craziest belief. Hmm.
3: Right. Jared, you I start. think it was obvious. Jared, you said you were for the, uh, yeah, the poison. Yeah, I love
1: me some snakes and some faith <laughs> healing.
3: <laughs> Ian, I think you were definitely on the uh, side of the Catholics. <laughs> right. ah, I like putting it that way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I- I'm gonna go with the transubstantiation. I almost talked myself out of it, but not quite.
3: Alright, then we're in the dead split because I have to go with the poison. Okay. Ah, it's up to the listeners now to vote. <laughs> so if you have an opinion about what is crazier, please comment. Send an email. Uh you can send an email to godless at profaneargument.com. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Uh, and we're yeah. I-, I can't think of another argument to uh to try and convince you, so but <laughs> We can go on to. Are there any? Was there anything that should have been on this list that wasn't? Now we kind of worked faith healing in since it was part of uh, that that verse in Mark. Anything else? No, I was
0: having trouble finding things for list until I saw the list, and then it all you know became so clear and came pouring in. So maybe I should you know make an effort to talk to you more about what we're going to talk about on this show because it was really hard for me to find something to add to the list, and then I saw the list, I was like, oh my god, there's probably you know there's tons of things I could have added that. That I realize now that they believe in, and they're just very common, but they're odd. Um, mm. it, you know, like, I would put Passover on the list. I think that's, you know, I think mean, that's a specific Jewish holiday, but that, you know, the story works its way into the Old Testament. Right. When I understand of God is he is both omnipotent and omnipresent. I don't know why he needs a little marker above your door to know not to kill your son. <laughs>
3: I think it was because, not that I am sure of this in any way, Passover is one of my really weak religious holidays. The Quakers don't really, I mean, they they basically go, oh, it's Passover. Okay, we're done. (laughs) But my understanding is that God sent an angel of death and that that angel of death was told, kill everyone who doesn't have this mark on their door.
0: Again, that seems like a flawed system, I guess. And again, I don't understand why God works, why he's so confined by, you know, human (laughs) rules and regulations. (laughs) Yeah, like, he should have just been able to snap his god fingers and boom, the firstborn are done. That's a good point.
3: Um, So I will mention that one of the things that we did not include was the talking snake from Genesis. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't think that it warranted being all that crazy.
0: Right, Uh, again, and it would have gotten somewhere in the middle there, because, you know, that would include Adam and Eve, which, again, is crazy. mm It's right. impossible.
2: Well, except Impossible. But they have actually – have you ever heard of mitochondrial Eve? I uh, have and I don't recall where.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, tell me more. Okay. I've heard both those words, but tell me why <laughs> they go together. Oh, so
2: you could, your mitochondrial DNA is um, inside the cells and it's only passed down from mother. You don't get any from your father. You just get it from your mother. So it doesn't actually – it's not the genetic makeup of who you are. It's just passed down genetic information. But it, it changes at a very measured rate and it's, it's a measurable rate. So that, you know, 1% changes every generation, let's just say for the sake of argument. So they went backwards in time and figured out that all of our mitochondrial DNA came from one person, and I don't remember how long ago it was, it was like 20,000 years ago, something like that, very long time ago. We all came from a woman with a certain set of mitochondrial DNA, which I find a fascinating thing. There have been many times in history that uh, the the human population was narrowed to a very few number of people, and she's right. Yeah, she was just the the uh, genesis—no pun intended—of the human race's current genetic makeup, and it's just passed down from your mother in a constant line. I find it a fascinating idea. Mm. That
3: well, it's an interesting idea in that I mean there had to have been a lot more people at that time. Mm -hmm. So how do we all come from? And it's interesting to think about the idea that, well, there was a whole lot of, to put it bluntly, interbreeding between people, and that eventually that DNA filtered through... All the different families and even the, the ones that it didn't filter through, perhaps they were not, they didn't progress either evolutionarily, mm-hmm. they were eliminated or for, you know, for whatever reason, they, they did just didn't continue.
2: It, mitochondrial DNA has something to do with um, the energy producing part of cells, I think. So yes. it, there's something about maybe she was just evolved and was different and made us a lot more energetic. So therefore... She- she started a line that was a much more successful. Wow. Right. It's a fascinating idea. Yeah. Anyway, that was a completely tangent. You should go th- front flags. <laughs> sorry.
3: <laughs> so uh, some of the other things that uh, get a dishonorable mention. I have to, to tell you about, if you haven't heard it, the story of Jacob and his spotted and striped goats. So Jacob, the, the story is so crazy. Jacob made a deal with a guy that he was working for that... He would he would not take a payment for his service. He was he was a goat herder, a shepherd. He would uh, not take a payment for his service, except he would take every goat that was spotted or striped, and any that were solid, he would leave with the guy. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. That sounds like a fair deal, because you're such a good worker. No problem. So when Jacob went out of the fields, the guy went up to all of his goats, took all the speckled and spotted ones, and took them away. So they, and okay. they, they were far away so that Jacob would get nothing. Hmm. And he sure. would, he would have to continue to work the way he was and he wouldn't have any, any money. And so Jacob right. came back and saw that this had happened and didn't know what to do about it. But what he did was he broke some branches off of the trees, local trees there. And it even names the trees. I don't remember, but, and he strips the bark off of them so that they're striped. And then he puts these branches in the water where, in the t- water troughs where the goats drink. So that when the goats drink water, they will be looking at these striped branches. Therefore, their children will have stripes. Mm-hmm. And that is how he got paid. <laughs>
1: hmm. Makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: I, I cannot. I mean, even at the, I, I remember reading that for the first, that was never taught. Right, that was never in Sunday school, that was never, nobody ever mentioned this. But I right. remember reading the story the first time and going, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. I find it a fantastic story and a fantastic example of how the Bible has no clue what is actually going on. Cool. Um, another story that I thought was interesting is Balaam's donkey. Uh, Balaam was told, to, to, told by God, it's very similar to Jonah, told by God to go do something. He didn't really want to but he was doing it anyway and while he was going an angel of the lord appeared but he not being as faithful as he should couldn't see the angel but the donkey being a pure donkey saw the angel and refused to move forward so balaam got off the donkey and beat it (laughs) and then this happens three more times because everything happens in threes Mm -hmm. and after the third beating the donkey goes, why, the donkey literally, it says, God opened his mouth and the donkey said, why are you doing this? All I'm doing is protecting you from that angel that's going to kill you if you don't do what God says. And <laughs> at at these at this notion, the, the mist lifts off Balaam's eyes and he's able to see this angel now. But the donkey berated him. It literally says the donkey spoke to him and <laughs> uh, told him what was what. And I, every time I you think of this story, I always picture it from Shrek with Eddie Murphy's voice as donkey.
1: (laughs) But wait a minute. Is like talking donkeys like a thing that was normal to them? Or is that the shocking part of the story that the donkey
3: talked? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think that's, I think that's the story. I I don't have any idea what the, the rest of the story is, is for like the meaning of the story. It's, it's that God can apparently make donkeys talk if he wants.
1: Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't
3: know. know. Uh, another fun one that I enjoyed is the, uh, in Matthew, there's a story of some two guys who were possessed by demons. They were, they encountered, where Jesus encountered them on a trip. Uh, when the demons saw Jesus, they immediately recognized him and like, and they, they basically said, look, we know you're going to cast us out. Could you cast us toward those pigs over there, that herd of pigs, so that we could, uh, you know, possess those pigs? And Jesus says, go, and the demons fly out of the people into the pigs. The pigs run into a lake and drown.
0: That's the is, is, end of the story. What? What? Well, a dumb story. I didn't like it at all.
2: No. Well, is that why, <laughs> yeah. is that why some people don't eat pig?
3: I, I no, I don't think so in no. any way. There was no moral. Like that was literally the story that's that's all there is to it
2: that's a dumb story okay go on.
1: (laughs) yeah someone was real lazy when they wrote that (laughs) one uh
3: the last uh thing that i had was a a story of how the world is flat there's a story of how the devil took jesus up to the tallest mountain and showed him all of the realms of the world and said i will give all of this to you if you just worship me so it's just a story of how the devil and jesus all thought the world world was flat and you could see everything from the top of a mountain. Right. And then there's the one that Karen has. Yeah, you, you I love this. go ahead this. and describe that.
2: So this, just preamble, this showed up on my Facebook page around Halloween a couple years ago, and I saved it because it is fantastic. <laughs> so it starts off with, what is it like to be a Christian? And the answer is, Christians are like pumpkins. The coworker re- replied, it is like being a pumpkin. God picks you from the patch, brings you in, and washes all the dirt off of you. Then he cuts off the top and scoops out all the yucky stuff. He removes the seeds of doubt, hate, greed, etc. And then he carves you a new smiling face and puts his light inside of you to shine for all the world to see.
1: Then you (laughs) rot after a week and (laughs) they throw you in the garbage.
2: (laughs) He cuts the top of your head off, scoops your brains out, and replaces it with a candle. There you go. Yep.
3: Scoops out all your ability to reason and doubt and puts (laughs) his own light inside of you.
2: Yeah, and this is, this is every once in a while, I'll see it still shared around Thanksgiving time. I'm like, oh, so sad. <laughs> and it doesn't...
0: And it's wacky. Yeah,
2: it doesn't fall into the same, you know, crazy Christian belief, because it's a few knuckleheads, but...
0: Right. Still. It's just a really weird analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really weird and wrong. Now, the, the speckled goat story, on the other hand... <laughs>
2: makes perfect man, sense. Man,
0: <laughs> I am putting that to the test. <laughs> like, that's one of those, just in case... Like, I'm definitely, uh, you know, not interested in having another child, but I'm telling you, by the time we air our next episode, you're going to have heard from my wife and be like, Ray and Karen, why did Ian tape a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow to all the <laughs> bottoms of our drinking glasses and tell me just in case? <laughs> just in case.
3: <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. All right. Anything else that we left out that we should have mentioned? Baptism. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think it would have made it very far, but no. Sure.
2: It, it it does. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, while I was looking at baptism, I almost included it on the list. They said that Quakers don't usually baptize. I was wondering if that was if you were baptized. Yeah. Sure. When you were a baby or when you were remembering age. Mm, both. Hmm.
3: They do a yeah. There's a baptism ceremony. It's not like. The Catholic, where, you know, all friends and family from everywhere has to be there. It's basically the parents, the kid, Hmm. and the pastor, maybe the elders, maybe a few of the elders. Um, And then when you come of age, and that depends on, you know, how mature you are. Sure. Hmm.
2: So you can be baptized. So you're baptized. I'm not baptized. Ian and Jared? Absolutely not.
0: Hmm. Not to the best of my knowledge, although my parents have told me that... My father's mother on numerous occasions mm-hmm. made threats that that would happen when they were, because like a normal child, my parents, now that I've come, come into my own parenting age, I realize that you're still a human being even after you've had kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, occasionally you want to do something without that child. And that means leaving your kids, you know, with, with their grandparents for the weekend so that you can, you know, go out with your, go out to a movie, get some drinks. Sure. Lay with your wife in the biblical sense, that sort of thing. <laughs> she went, we you know, when, so they would do this because they were they were of a certain age where that was reasonable. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my grandma was always like, "Yeah, you just wait when you come back. Ian's going to be baptized and, and Ryan's going to be baptized." And they were like, "No, <laughs>
2: please don't." But do thanks,
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you do, who cares? Yeah. If, other than making us hate you, it mm-hmm. will have achieved nothing else. <laughs> So I would like to believe that I remain unbaptized. (laughs) Well, if it happened, I you know know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All
3: right. Well, I think that is all we have for this week. If anyone has any questions, comments, or things that they would like to hear us talk about, or more importantly, if you would like to vote (laughs) (laughs) on the on the belief which is crazier: drinking poison, handling snakes, and faith healing, or believing in transubstantiation. If you'd like to vote on that, you can do so at profaneargument.com. You can also go to profanearguments plural dot com. Both should work. And really, any other comments you would like to leave, they were, are more than welcome as long as they are not death threats. So <laughs> Have I we would uh, <laughs> not yet, but we'll see after next week. Uh, I would also wanted to mention that uh, a couple of us, Karen and I, are planning on going and attending the Reason Rally. This coming weekend at, uh, Washington DC, uh, we would like to, uh, to see a lot of people there. We're going to be trying to promote the website and the podcast. So, uh, if you happen to have listened to this podcast and see us there, that would be, uh, fantastic if you would let us know. Also, if you'd like to, I'd like to encourage you to check out the soon to be named network, which has a lot of other podcasts like the prodigal sons podcast with, uh, Ian and Jared, the, uh, prime defective with Jared and Brian. The Prime Defective talks about, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, you can listen to myself and Ian on The Puzzle Warriors 3 talk about Marvel Puzzle Quest, a match-three game. Three <laughs> adult men talking about a match-three game.
0: <laughs> Fucking uh, so I uh, hate can al- that game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can also check out Pabacacy. Hey, I think I got it right that time. With, uh, Jason and David, where they discuss pop culture events. Also, there is the Fresher and Parlance show which is a live YouTube stream that I believe is on Thursdays, and the Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark, which is hosted by Leonard and Todd, where they talk about basically everything in the comic book world. I would like to thank everybody for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen.
0: I'm Jared. This is Ian.
3: Thank you, everyone. Good night, and may your God go with
0: you.